feel neuralized. Where am I? <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us again. We really appreciate you tuning in for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. We're on episode 28. And what? today, yeah, I know, right? It just, they keep racking up. It's wonderful. Today, we're going to talk about local missions and getting active in local mission work. Joined by Denise Harper from The Morning Show. Hello. How are you today? Good. Wonderful. It's good to have you here. And Mark Dickey from The Afternoon Show. Mark. Hello. Good to see you. I am Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing at The Bridge. And we have a special guest, Ben Sorrells, who is our Special Events Coordinator at The Bridge. Ben. Hello, hello. It's good to Many have you pe- on. Thank you. Many people would say I am special. It's just how do they mean that? <laughs> If no, it was someone else, to... it would just be called events. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> a special events. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ben, you, you make everything special. You're, you're a joy to have around. We really appreciate everything that you do here. Well, thank you, so. and I will pay you later. That's no. fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, Ben, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the podcast is actually sponsored by Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. Have you been there before? I have only been to the outside of it. Oh, you and longing to look in, but I I <laughs> usually come when it's closed, and oh. so I'm like, the more I hear the podcast, I'm like, man, I really got to make that happen. Yes. You do. It would be a great yeah. trip for you and your wife. Yes. Yeah. So if I we if, if we can fill in for babysitting, maybe that would be a night out there that you'd you enjoy. I'm just yeah, imagining Ben standing on the boardwalk with a rain cloud over <laughs> right. him, just looking. <laughs> One yes. day he yes. takes the drive all the way to Rehoboth, <laughs> yeah, and it just lurks outside the closed restaurant. Yes, Aww. that's good. It's definitely oh, on the other out. side of the glass, right? I'm sure they'd let you in if you came during regular business hours, right? Yeah, you, you can. Know, you can get if there. They have a special event. They might. They might. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're like Ben and you want to get into the hotel or the restaurant during business hours, check them out online, BoardwalkPlaza.com. You can find out when they're available. So, Ben, you here as the special events coordinator, you you wear many hats. Really, that's all kind of condensed into one title but tell us a bit about your role here at the radio station i do wear many hats and i am that's kind of something that i'm really excited about is i get to wear those hats so along with special events um missions is a big part of what else that i do and that includes um local missions and uh, dominican republic partnership missions and trips Mm -hmm. and so it's it's really good you keep throwing that word out there. Uh, I know I used it once because I'm not completely comfortable with it, so I'll probably veer off from using it. Missions, missions. That's a like Tom Cruise's. Yeah, involved. like are we getting? You know, <laughs> have I got to like get a concealed carry permit? What are we doing? Yes. What? So What's I'm going to ask you to define missions without using the word mission. Okay. Well, um, I would probably say that it is the action of serving people that don't know Christ yet. Huh. Mm. That's good. And I think you have to focus on the word action because it's not just something that you think or believe. You have to do it. Mm. So it's not good enough just to say, well, I really want them to know Jesus. I hope they do. Mm. And move on, right? You've right. got to get some skin in the game. Right. You've got to be a part of it. So how does that look? Um, you mentioned the Dominican Republic. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about that, that work that's being done? Yes. Well, we are 
adopting, we have adopted a village in the Dominican Republic in partnership with Crossover Cups Mission. And that village was in need of someone to come alongside them, not just for the short term, but uh, kind of a long-term partnership where we see those needs and we partner with the mission that's there to help meet those needs. And sometimes the needs are financial and sometimes Mm -hmm. the needs are supplies and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's people to help make things happen. Mm. Okay. So that's the radio station Mm -hmm. and Crossover Cups uh, mission and then the listeners. Correct. These are people who have uh, sent in funding to help support children that are going to school there, or they've sent supplies. That's kind of like, for me, the fun part to watch is when we put out that call for supplies Mm. and we fill up the community room with all (laughs) this stuff. And then I love watching you pack it all up. Yeah, it is. It's fun to see what comes in. The first time that happened, I was so overwhelmed with the response of of people just pouring out, you know, they couldn't go on the trip. Right. But they can be a part yeah. by giving those supplies. It so. was really cool to watch how yeah. you divvied it up and then you put it in all these suitcases that were donated. Yep. And then we straddled all of our volunteers with suitcases and sent them down yep. there. Yep. What was it like when the suitcases were unpacked? How did that go? Well, you know, that was another moment for me because you see all those suitcases there. And of course, we take down supplies in the suitcases because. Um, it is very expensive to ship there, and it's not guaranteed that it actually will get there. Mm. So we see that it's carried from here straight there. And so okay. we took 58 suitcases one time, including all of our personal uh, suitcases. Right. So I would Wowza. say there was about maybe 40 of those were supplies. And... To see all of them lined up, and we all just started sorting them, and and then to see the faces of the people that work there, and then to see the faces of the people when we actually got to give the supplies to the people that were going to receive them. That's cool. Now, the Dominican Republic, that's not just down the street from Milford. No. It's what I would consider on a global scale. That would be a global mission. Right. You're going out of your region. You're going out of the country. You're heading to another place entirely different, perhaps different language, perhaps um, different culture. Mm -hmm. You're really uh, rubbing elbows with people from another side of the world. That's correct. So then there's also national missions, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can take the shape of uh, a natural disaster, and we might do some type of an on-air fundraiser or Mm -hmm. an on-air uh, food drive or mm-hmm. supply drive, like if there were a, nas- uh, a national disaster. Yes. Uh, regional, we mm-hmm. can think of certainly some regional things uh, when we have natural disasters regionally or mm-hmm. uh, culturally. There might be a, a need for someone's um, school or some, you know, a, a, a community that has been hard hit. Mm-hmm. But what about this idea of local missionary work? What does lo- what, what is the face of local missionary work well for each of us that means the sphere of influence that we have so if you're listening from eastern shore virginia then there is a certain area that is your sphere of influence maybe around where you work or where you live Mm -hmm. Um, maybe if kids go to school or where you go to church it's all in perspective of where you have influence that would be local Okay. I, I love that you say sphere of influence because 
um, when, when I hear missions, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is feeding the poor mm-hmm. or, or helping the homeless. But, but your sphere of influence might be far from homeless. You might have one of the nicest homes in the community and your influence is with other people who might not know Christ yet who are in that part of the community. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's so important to see, almost to just observe what is in your sphere of influence. You may have influence over, let's say, socioeconomically, over people that don't struggle financially. And you may also have influence over a homeless shelter in your area. So it's really cool to see what's in your area and what you may have uh, some input and feel led to to partake in. So Mark, have you uh, been on a mission trip before, whether it be uh, locally or globally? Yeah, yeah, I got to go on the Dominican trip uh, this year with Ben. Uh, was that the the, the story you shared with the 58 suitcases? Yeah. Was that our trip? Yeah, <laughs> cool. it was incredible getting one of those big suitcase carts and it was just stacked six feet high full of supplies wow all all packed we had a scale uh-huh yeah it, it couldn't be over 50 pounds so all of them were 49.9 <laughs> wow you know, all right we yeah. could fit another pair of socks in this suitcase oh man that's incredible that is something and denise what about you where have you gone or what have what have you I done i went to honduras oh, on a mission wow. trip and uh that was a life changer for me mm-hmm uh, because for the first time, I actually really saw, you know, you kind of, you see commercials sometimes or mm-hmm. you see videos and you're thinking, well, somebody's there videotaping. Yeah. Why aren't they, why don't they give them a sandwich or something? You know, mm-hmm. when you get around people and you realize there is no escape, there is no mm. chance for some people in this world to break that cycle of poverty unless somebody steps in. Mm. Exactly. And boy, did that change my whole perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, It made me want to pack up a bunch of those beautiful little children and bring them home with me. Mm. Uh, But it also made me very aware, very grateful, first of all, for how God has blessed us Mm. here in the U.S. And to also recognize that there are people who are equally as poor in spirit, Mm. uh, you know, and in need, and in need of hearing the gospel, in need of hearing that they're loved, and it made me more aware of my surroundings. Hmm. That's very good. I have never traveled out of the country for mission work. Uh, I can remember when I was a youth, um, my youth group went to northern Delaware, and we found there were, I don't know, through their church, we found some yeah. folks in need, retirees or something that mm-hmm. had uh, disrepaired homes. And so we went in and repaired and painted, and, and that was really neat, you know, as a kid to see that need and then to be able to meet it. We did yeah. some yard work, that type of thing. Um, but uh, but no, I've never been out of the country yet. Um, what would you say for someone who was thinking about taking their first step toward mission work? Would you, would you send them to Honduras? Would you send them to the Dominican Republic? Or would you get them to start at a, at a more local level? You know, for me, I think that has to be a God thing. What does he move you to? Hmm. I recently got to, with last year, I got to experience my first global mission trip. But in some senses, I was doing local missions before I even knew that it was classified as local missions. Hmm. So I think an awareness of both 
is really important. I don't know that we can truly be well-rounded in a mission sense if we only focus on one and not the other as well. Mm-hmm. Because we, it's cool to see the Bridge listeners have more of an influence than they ever expected globally. But then there's times when we're right in our community and it's maybe not as apparent because it's not as much of a culture difference. Mm -hmm. But going to those homes when you were a teenager is no less important than going across some water into another country. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool how that it's, it's the act of, serving others and there is a need for missions here and there is a need for missions globally and like you said denise we can't globally many times we have to intervene in order to break that cycle and then Mm -hmm. locally people need to see jesus in us and so many times it needs to be modeled and not just spoken Mm What are some examples of things that you were doing or that you just, I guess, it was just a part of your Christian lifestyle that you turned around and thought, wow, that, you know, that's local mission work. What what were some of those areas of local mission work uh, that you recognized as mission work once you, once you re-examine them? Well, you know, even something like serving at church around the Um, property, things like that, you are making it better for people that don't know Jesus when they step on the property. And yes, that's a very basic level. But then it's also like going in town for a work day. You know, we have something at the bridge called Hands and Feet. And it's just kind of serving and meeting some basic needs of some local nonprofits And not only does it help them get some things done, but it also gives them a little shot of encouragement to keep doing what they're doing with people that don't know Christ. Right. So for folks that don't know about Hands and Feet, um, this was an initiative that was started several years ago. Um, Well, uh, you take it, Ben. Sure. It was started as a way for the bridge to use our sphere of influence to help listeners just kind of serve and love outside of ourselves. So we kind of say, hey, we're going on this day, we're all going to get together from this time to this time. We'll give mm-hmm. you some lunch. We'll list the jobs, mark off, the, off this time on your calendar, and we will all just hit these different locations with, with getting some jobs done and good attitudes and and working together, we could get a lot of things done. Yeah. Now, do do the listeners just show up uninformed? Um, no. Or, and, and how do we, do we just like show up at the radio station, pile in a bus, and then look for a dirty place? <laughs> no, no. No. We, we talk about it um, in the months leading up to it. And okay. then they actually sign up online. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, not only do we get their information, but they get necessary information for that day. Right. Locations, what types of jobs, what to wear, what to bring. Right. All that kind of good stuff. And I'm sure it's all like, must be able to lift 75 pounds or more. You should be in super physical condition. Well, I wouldn't say that it's 75 pounds and you don't have to be in physical condition because I'm out there. So, um, yeah. Um, (laughs) But there was always something that can be done. Uh, Most of it is able-bodied 
uh, things that um, you can just minister around the the nonprofit, whatever it is they need. It could right. be pulling weeds. It could mm-hmm. be sorting in a thrift store. Right. Mm-hmm. Any anything like that. We we scraped a building at a local camp. You know, yep. all things that they can't get to. But it's amazing to hear the camaraderie between volunteers who have never, most of them have never met before in our area getting together to go to a nonprofit they may or may not have been to. And then for the leaders of that nonprofit to just receive mm-hmm. uh, the service that we're giving to them. And it's it's just a win-win. You know, the bridge doesn't really get, you know, there's nothing we so to speak, get out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just kind of help organize the volunteers where they don't have the maybe time or opportunity to do that. So um, it just works out to be a win-win. Yeah, it really is. And nonprofit organizations, uh, they reach out to you or to the radio station to let us know about their need, right? Yes. So we've we've done the gambit. I know there was mm-hmm. a, um, like you, you mentioned, a camp mm-hmm. uh, that had some work done on their property, buildings, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a... Um, a homeless shelter organization yep. that received some help rehabbing a, a building that they recently purchased or took, you know, that they acquired. They really needed to do some, some, some serious work on the grounds and in the building. There was a, what was it? A horse rescue or just an animal rescue? It was, it was an animal rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also had a service of therapy animals, which were horses and dogs. Right. You know, one year there was a park that we cleaned up uh, that had a basketball uh, area and, and some of these things that's mm-hmm. going to serve that, you know, that community specifically. Just some really neat ways that um, can also shine light on great organizations in our area, uh, you know, get, get them some exposure and help them, like you said, receive the blessing, getting a step ahead where yes. maybe they were falling behind before. And it's our hope to kind of... Uh, encourage the volunteers that go there to keep volunteering at that organization. It's mm-hmm. something that means something to them. And many times it is volunteering to do missions. Rarely do you get paid to do it, but as far as money, but um, it's something what a little bit of time and effort and um, a good attitude can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really neat last year at the Hands and Feet event. Um, there was a young family that came by at the location that I was at, and I was just manning the table, making sure volunteers showed up, signed them in. And this uh, grandfather comes up, and he's got a trail of kids behind him. I mean, there must have been seven little kids. And they're all, you know, beep bopping along, and, lo- and they're looking at all these people working on the grounds. And they said, what is this? And I said, well, it's we're, we're cleaning up this location, and we're having, you know, a, a day where people can... Uh, just help out. Where are you guys coming from? And they had actually shown up to receive like a free a free breakfast there. It's something that that shelter does for the community. Anybody can show up, and uh, they were there to grab some free breakfast. Well, those kids observed what was going on while they were getting their breakfast, and they asked their grandfather if they could come back and help. Aww. And so he says, "You know, we'll be back. We'll be back." And I watch him leave, and I thought. There's no way they're coming back. <laughs> they got breakfast. He's going to get them sorted out, and they'll be playing in no time, you know, and they'll forget all about it. Don't you know, 30 minutes later, the grandfather came back with four of the older kids, 
and they went to work right away and they were scrubbing and cleaning and he jumped in with uh, one of the other volunteers and they were cutting down big limbs big trees and dragging them out to the road that man jumped right in because he saw that we were there and the volunteers were there helping his community and he was ready to come in from the community and help out as well. It was really a cool, uh, inspirational moment. That's so that good. Neat. That is really cool. Kids and grandkids will continue to serve in capacities like that when they see the, the people that they look up to, mm. their parents, their grandparents, serving as well. Yeah. Yep. My church does some local missions stuff. And one thing we did recently that's really cool, uh, I just thought was really cool, was it was Teacher Appreciation Week. Oh, yeah. And so uh, for a couple weeks, the church collected fun things, snacks, things that people like, you know, like nice chapsticks and, and all sorts of stuff. And we put together baskets to put into teachers' lounges in all of the schools mm. in our church's kind of city limits. Yeah. And it's great just, idea. Just something simple mm-hmm. that says, hey, we're thinking of you. We know you have a really tough time. You have a, you have a tough job and we love you as a church. We're thankful for everything you do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Did you get any uh, feedback from that? So currently we're, we're in the process Mm -hmm. of, of handing those out. Oh good. Okay. So, but I I just love that idea. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I ask is because the reality is, we may never get feedback directly mm-hmm, from right. the people that we serve. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be okay with that, right? Um, right? You're not, hopefully, showing up to do to be seen or to do to get recognition. You're there for the, for the pure you know, element of just serving. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you say that, that missions or, or serving really is a form of worship first and foremost? Mm. Ben? Oh, yes, I would, because when we do things as unto the Lord, it's our worship unto him. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That's when you said, uh, you don't usually get paid to do missions. Right. It's like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't the whole point that, that God calls us to, to be in our sphere of influence mm-hmm. and, and reach out to those who, who haven't heard. Yes, yet? absolutely. So then, uh, aside from things that maybe the bridge is organizing and putting together on our own, um, that have caps and limits, we can't take. Uh, well, I don't know how many could we take. Anyway, um, <laughs> we can't take everybody uh, right. to the Dominican Republic. But there are ways that you can dig up opportunities in your own backyard, mm-hmm. right? What are some ways folks can go about um, finding? mission opportunities on a local level? When we do hands and feet, we use local nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And because that is a great way to find some opportunities, many of them know the pulse of the area that they serve. Mm -hmm. And one of the quickest ways is just to go to a nonprofit that means a lot to you. You know, as we were talking, I was thinking, you know, God calls us to worship him in many different ways. And we talked about that. It can include speaking to them directly about God or about the Bible, but many times it's just meeting a basic need. Mm. And that's so important because people then have ears to hear what it is that you have to say. They say, okay, there's something different about these people that would just show up and do something for me. Maybe it's not all about preaching to me or I have to do something right in order to get help for, you know, this is just 
because we love you, here we are. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think missions has that piece to it. Mm-hmm. There may be a chance where we get to work the seed into a harvest, but there may not. Maybe it's just seed planting, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess bottom line is stay on the bridge for upcoming announcements about mission trips mm-hmm. globally, uh, national opportunities that we find that we're able to you know to pour resources into those people in need. Regionally, there are always things going on at your local nonprofit, and locally, I mean, you know, tap tap your own church, find out where they're plugged in and what's going on there. And uh, then look around your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There might be somebody in need just across the street, and you can start your mission work right there. You know, one of the things that I think about when the temperatures start spiking is uh, to pay attention to the elderly that are in your neighborhood, um, in your churches. You know, if if you are in a neighborhood with older folks, maybe you live in an apartment building, and you, you know, they're our neighbors you may not even have met them yet but just kind of keeping a check on them to make sure that they're okay and uh, that they're staying hydrated and it's just those are some really simple ben you were mentioning basic needs yes that speaks um, volumes yeah to absolutely them. Mm-hmm. yeah you know i was thinking also before i started working here the thing that drew me to the bridge is because i see the bridge and Christian music as local missions Hmm. because we reach to people. Yes, we reach to people that know Christ, but we also have a percentage of people that have not yet met Christ or have not yet accepted him. And so I see just being able to have the bridge on the air as a piece of missions. You know, you're, you may be called to give or volunteer and that's not just a plug for the bridge, but it's it's saying that mission opportunities are all around us. Mm. You know, I even think of drive-through connection sometimes as mission. You don't know who's behind you, mm-hmm. and it's just a little opportunity. You're you're doing something. There's an action involved, but then who knows who it may bless, and who knows what will come out of that? You know, somebody paid for my donut. And now I listen to this, and now my kids are or listening to the bridge and going to church. So you never know. That's awesome. Ben, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having really me. really look forward to hearing more about what you have uh, in the works for local missions and, and a few other trips down the road. Listen, be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. You can provide feedback and suggest other show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. And you can get complete show notes on our website at 887thebridge.com.